Welcome to Lighting the Shadows, a podcast all about mental health. My name is Kristen Lowerson, and I will be your host as we explore this next vitally important topic, which affects so many people today, and that is the topic of body image. In a society and culture that values outward appearance over practically anything else, it can be so easy to find ourselves suffocating in the trap of hating our bodies. Spiteful thoughts towards our bodies can become torturous every time we look in the mirror, wear a bathing suit, or sit down in front of a plate of food. In the next two episodes, I hope to provide tools from my own experience, followed by an interview next episode with a dear friend about her experience to help those who are suffering from body shaming. If this is you, know you are certainly not alone and there are tools you can utilize to work towards self-love, compassion, and healthy thoughts towards your body. Thank you for joining me today. I hope what I share can benefit your life in some way. In this episode, I would like to talk a little bit about my experience with body image as well as my thoughts about my angel sister's experience. When I was a teenager, I have several vivid memories of body shaming with my sister. One of the most vivid memories I have was when I was about 17 and my sister was 14. We were laying on a dock at a lake in the sun. Our stomachs were exposed, and I heard my sister Kimmy say something like, I wish my stomach was as flat as it is now when I stood up. I responded with something like, I know, me too. I wish I didn't have this crease that went across my belly. Kimmy said, Well, at least you have a waist. I'm so box shaped. I hate it, and my hips are so big. The conversation continued, both of us hating on our bodies. Throughout the years, we had many conversations like this one, standing side by side looking in a mirror or at a lake or a pool, both of us bouncing off body shaming statements one at a time. The truth is, I wasn't struggling with body hate. There were things I wished I could change about my appearance, and sometimes I would hyper-focus on exercise and healthy eating but overall, I felt pretty neutral about my body. But these conversations happened so frequently in my life that they seemed like the norm. Almost like if I said something that I loved about my body, I would come across as self-obsessed or stuck up. These conversations happened at school, on TV, with friends and family members. It seemed natural to react to these conversations with my own stream of body-hating comments like, I wish I was skinnier. I wish my pants weren't so tight. I wish my arms were more toned and my abs weren't covered with flab. All around me, people seemed to be soaking up this message. The individual worth was dependent on outward appearance. What I didn't know at the time and... What I wish I would have understood is that my little sister was truly suffering from body hate and body dysmorphia. What I didn't know that day on the dock was that in future years, my sister would be doing everything she could to try and make herself smaller. 
that some days she would only let herself eat an apple, and other days when she ate too much, she would force herself to throw it all up. I didn't know the terribly harsh thoughts she would face on a daily basis about her body, that she felt so uncomfortable in her skin that she would choose to leave her body only eight short years afterwards. In hindsight, of course I would go back if I could and change the way I talked to her. If I could go back to that day on the dock, I would look her in the eyes and tell her how amazing she was to me. I would tell her that we all have imperfections and no body is perfect because we weren't made to be that way. I would have listened more and talked less, assuring her that sometimes I had those thoughts too, but I knew that our bodies were gifts from God and the incredible things they are made to do far outweigh the flaws. I would have made a pact with her that any time either of us had a negative thought about ourselves or our bodies, we would write it down, share it with each other, and either prove it wrong rephrase it in a more realistic way, or combat it with a positive truth. But of course, at that time in my life, I didn't know what was happening inside my sister's mind. And even if I did, I don't think I would have known how to help her. I want to share a very personal and sacred experience with you. I debated on whether or not to share this experience with you because it is very personal and spiritual, and I know that each listener's spiritual viewpoints differ, but I hope that sharing this experience, when we all view things differently, might still inspire a helpful thought process about life and our bodies. After my little sister took her own life at the age of 22, Things were such a blur, but at the same time very vivid. I find it so unfair that the moment after losing someone you love so much, you were required to write the obituary, organize a funeral or a graveside service, pick out a casket and headstone, among so many other to-dos, all while you were just trying to process and grieve the loss. My sister was buried a four-hour drive, from where I was living at the time, where she was attending college. It was also where my parents grew up and my grandparents still lived. Shortly after my parents and I arrived, we went to Kimmy's apartment and gathered up all of her belongings to sort through. Since I'm her only sister and we wore the same size of clothes, I inherited as many of her clothes as I wanted to keep. So, Just several days after she passed away, I found myself trying on her clothes at my grandma's house in front of a long, full-length mirror. Trying on her clothes was surreal and brought back so many memories. This is the shirt she wore when we went hiking together last autumn. This was the outfit she wore when she came to visit me last. I have pictures of her in this shirt. The memories flashed through my mind as I spent hours trying on all of her clothes and thinking of her. Then something strange happened. Very vividly, I felt Kimmy's presence. I perceived her standing behind me and to the right, staring at my reflection through the mirror. 
I could picture her facial expression as well as her emotions. She looked sad, but the emotion I perceived above all else really surprised me. She was envious, disappointed that she couldn't wear her clothes, deep regret that she had left her body behind, longing to wear those clothes she had worn just less than a week before. I felt odd and uncomfortable and changed back into my clothes. I didn't know what to think. I wanted to keep her clothes and wear them in remembrance of her, but I didn't want to make her sad. I decided to keep her clothes, but it took me a long while before I let myself wear them and felt like she'd be okay with it. This experience was so real to me. I've thought a lot about it over the last five years, and what stood out to me the most is the lesson that she's taught me. That life is fleeting and precious. That our bodies are gifts. Picturing the vivid perception of her face that day in front of the mirror, the regret, the pain, the longing, it has made me want to focus less on my body's imperfections and flaws and more on the gift of life itself, more on what my body allows me to do. Because maybe I won't truly understand the gift of a body in time without. They say we don't know what we have until it's gone. All those incredible things our bodies allow us to do. Dance, sing, hug, write, hike, run, smell, taste. The list goes on and on. Now it is my hope and my belief that my sister will be reunited with her body someday. That through a loving God and his son Jesus Christ, all people will live again. That personal hope and belief is what helps bring me peace around my sister's death. Now, I want to be clear here. In sharing this illustration, I know from personal experience that trying to focus on change in fear more often than not yields more fear, disappointment, and shame. This, of course, is the last thing I want to support. Positive change through hope and grace, however, has been surpassingly successful. Change through fear might create these kind of thoughts. Oh man, I shouldn't be hating my body so much. What if I hate my body until I'm gone? I'm a terrible person. I'm going to be miserable forever if I don't do something now. The thoughts I'm having about my body are so awful. Why am I full of so much hate? I'm awful. I have to change. While striving for a change through a lens of hope might create thoughts like these. Honestly, I don't have feelings of love for my body yet, but I want to love my body. I want to have more compassion for myself. What's one thing I can focus on today and throughout the week to show my body some love? I'm going to keep a body gratitude journal and write down something I'm truly grateful for that my body does every morning and focus on that in love and gratitude throughout the day. That's something I can do that will yield positive change. So in offering up perspective from my experience with Kimmy's clothes, I want to enforce the importance of change through hope and love. 
If you've had some terrible thoughts about your body or done some unthinkable things to hurt your body and your thoughts are full of shame and condemnation right now, that's okay. Positive change can still happen. I know that because my thoughts were once consumed with hateful and shameful thoughts too. Not necessarily about my body, but about my identity as a person. And I believed them. And the more I focused on the hate and the shame, the more it consumed me. But I learned how to change through hope, grace, and faith. And it is my firm belief that all people can change if the sincere desire to change is there, as well as the humility to seek out the tools needed for change. Please, please believe me. There's always hope. Now, am I perfect at loving myself and my body? Far from it. Do I sometimes still wish I had a flatter stomach with no stretch marks? Absolutely. But I try to choose to focus with gentleness and love on the astounding things my body does for me. That my body has allowed me to bring two incredible children into the world. It has allowed me to explore and experience amazing adventures. To hike, to run half marathons, to snowboard, play music, hug family members and friends, love my husband, and create. When I focus more on what my body can do, I feel like I'm doing a better job of honoring my sister's memory and treating my life more like the amazing gift that it truly is. I'd like to close this episode with a poem that I wrote just a month after Kimmy passed. I wrote this while I was battling a cold. I was visiting my parents' house and my sweet mom made me a bowl of chicken noodle soup and watched my daughter while I took a long bubble bath. I was thinking that although it's not very fun to be sick, there are so many blessings to be grateful for at the same time, like my mom's chicken noodle soup and hot bubble baths, for example. I was thinking about Kimmy and the regrets I felt she had. I wanted to wrap my arms around her and tell her I'm sorry that her life had great purpose and she accomplished so much in her 22 years, that she inspired me to live the best life I could and to cherish as many moments as possible. I hope that her story can inspire you to do the same. The Gift of Life, written October 31st, 2015. As I stand atop this mountain and look out amongst the colored trees, I ponder the beauty of each bright leaf as I breathe in the autumn breeze. I breathe deeply, in and out, feel a chill of wonder shake my core. How beautiful this world is, how each moment, each life builds on the one before. I look down at my hands, they can write, they can work. My eyes such beauty can behold. My lungs can breathe, my heart it beats, the love I felt worth more than gold. With each deep breath, I think how great a gift this body is. Through the pains I've felt, with the sickness I've dealt, this gift of life is bliss. My voice it can teach, it can lift others and preach of the truths I've come to know. I can sing, I can learn. I can hug, kiss, and yearn to keep building more knowledge and grow. 
I think of my marks of motherhood and ponder the miracle of my sweet daughter. How amazing that my body can create another life whose spirit came straight from the Father. Why do so many of us spend so much time, even hours, weeks, months, and years, hating our bodies, these gifts from above, that should bring happiness, not shameful tears? Why do we covet, degrade, and compare when we could be laughing, caring, loving? Why do we think such destructive thoughts when we've been given the gift of living? In sickness and in health, we always have a choice to choose gratitude that on earth we can be. And when those hard times come, when our minds and bodies are weak, look for help so our souls can see that the bodies we have are always a gift, that we can always find strength through the pain, that the tears, they will come, and the weakness will fill, but we can choose to dance in the rain. I know that rain will come in every person's life. It comes in many forms. Struggling with body shaming or eating disorders is one of them. And it's okay to struggle. We were meant to struggle in this life. But we were also meant to rise above, to change for the better, to overcome. And it is through the overcoming that we learn to dance and sing in the rain, to rejoice in the lessons learned from the struggle. I know that no matter where you are in your journey today, whether you've forcefully blocked the rain with an umbrella refusing to acknowledge its presence, or you're drowning in a downpour, you will learn to embrace the rain as a beautiful part of your life's journey because water is crucial for growth. There are lessons we learn through the pain. So although right now, what you're experiencing might feel like the worst thing in the world, I hope that in future days, months, or years, you will also have the gift of hindsight and will be joining me, head held high, face upwards to the sky, singing praises for the gift of life while dancing in the rain. Thank you for joining me on Lighting the Shadows. I hope you felt inspired to keep shining your light and be the unique person that you are, a person worth love, peace, joy, and life. I hope today's material has been helpful for you in some way. If you have any questions or comments, or if you would like to be a guest speaker, you can contact me through my website, lightingtheshadows.org. Have a wonderful week.